You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and this is a conversation with Aaron Gooden. Aaron is an outstanding bass guitarist in a band from Perth called Legs Electric. The reason for the conversation is to promote Legs Electric's brand new EP called Two Sides. Let's hear what she has to say. Here we go. If you can hear me clearly and, and all that, that's good. I can indeed, I can indeed. What's been happening for you? <laughs> oh, so much. Um, well, yeah, we've, we've just had a lot happen um, leading up to our EP launch this weekend at the Indie Bar. So we've got interviews and articles being published on the web every day. Like we've, we've just had this flurry of activity um, happening at the moment. So we're really excited. We've got lots happening. So... Um, what else? Um, yeah, we're just we're doing lots of rehearsals for um, our tour, which is starting in about two weeks. We leave on Wednesday and we go east coast for a couple of days, so we're just cramming in as much as we can. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I reckon you have about the best named band I've come across in years. I mean, <laughs> first question would be, how is it not taken? I mean, of course, you can't answer that, I suppose, but. Where did you get the idea from the for the name, the band name? Uh, well, when I asked the girls when I joined them, um, I think it was just a play on words with, like, Legs 11. Uh-huh, so, right. you know, um, the term using, like, I don't know, I think gaming I think or something. Uh, like yeah, people, roulette, I think it is. I could be wrong. Yeah, like roulette, something, yeah. when someone says Legs 11, you know, that's, I don't know, you're in luck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's... It's a funny one because I'm, I'm not too sure about how they came up with it. But, yeah, I'd say it's fairly unique for a band name. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great band name and it, and it really suits, you know. It's one of those names that really jumps out at you. You know, when you're looking at a list of bands that are performing at a local venue, it's that name yeah. that really jumps out at you and names are really important. I think important. it's just a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, obviously, you kind of think legs, but then you think, like, what's that all about? And, you know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I can't say I've got great legs. I'm a midget. <laughs> so... Well, well, you've got but, one. Um, you've got something yeah. going for you, though. As am I. You're a bass guitarist, so congratulations on choosing ah, the four string. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, um, bass is my weapon of choice. So, that, yeah, I mean, I love playing. I've been playing for a while now. started out being self-taught, um, and then I decided to polish up my skills and yep. over the years. So, yeah, now I finally found a band that I really enjoy playing bass in. So And, and you play a pretty wicked-looking SG bass. I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell yeah, us about that. Um, I, I'd love to have... I'd love to get my hands on a vintage, um, one of the original... EB3s, but unfortunately, um, you know, I've got well, I've got a new one a couple of years ago, so it's my baby. I don't think I'll let let go of her for a long time. Is that is that active or is it a passive bass? Um, it's a passive bass. Okay, so you can hit it a little bit harder, and it doesn't do that clunk thing that the uh, the active pickup basses do. Like I've got four yeah, music man no, basses, not really. and if I if yeah. I hit them too hard, uh, which I often do because I play covers, so. I end up playing for four yeah. or five hours each night when I'm playing. And by the end of the night, you know, it's not that you get sloppy, but you, you've been playing for a long time. So you uh, yeah. you start to improvise a little bit on your technique, if you like. And um, <laughs> that's when I start turning myself down a little bit because I notice I'm hitting the strings yeah. a lot harder. 
much, yeah. Oh, I've got some nice flat wounds on mine, so it's got a real nice, like, double bass sound, which makes it real full. Um, and so, yeah, I just really like the tone of my SG because it's, um, it's just it it's nice and warm. And, yeah, it suits what we do. And especially if I crank up my buzz, it sounds really mint, like it's punchy. Wicked. And what, what amplification are you running on stage? Um, I've got Eden, Time Traveller, Head, um, and Matching Tab. Just think I've got two by two. I think I've got two by ten. Okay, um, But yep. it's pretty powerful. Like, it's quite a nice little compact rig, so I just take it whenever I go play in a, a pub or whatever. But, um, yeah, when we go on tour, we usually just use the backline from other bands and so on. Yeah, sweet. Well, the sort of music you're ploughing now, look, forgive me here because the closest reference I could come up with was like a Led Zeppelin Black Sabbath thing, but I have no doubt there's a lot of other things going on. I've been listening to the album on <laughs> on and off over the last two weeks, but how would you describe the band's sound? That's a good question. Um, look, you've definitely hit the nail on the head. Um, we've got the Led Zeppelin Black Sabbath feel to a lot of the songs, um, but lately we've sort of, with some new songs that we've been... Um, testing out. We might be taking them on tour in a couple of weeks. We've got um, some more blues-influenced riffs, so you're going to find a style might be a little bit different to what it started out over, you know, from the beginning. Um, but we still really love that classic rock sound, you know, lots of fuzz, lots of reverb, like it just sounds amazing on stage. So we, we love that classic sound, but I think a lot of us will have such different musical styles that I think we're finding bit of a melting pot at the moment um like alana she loves living in so she loves uh -huh. all those sort of real crunchy riffs and and i love like lots of jazz and sort of blues and i like to mess around with bass, bass lines with you know to fit with what we're playing um so yeah it's really it's funny because a lot of us listen to different music Amos really into like her 80s um white snake and oh nice <laughs> um kylie's <laughs> Kylie's really, Kylie's good at listening to new music all the time, so she's always coming into jams and she's like, check out this band and check out that band. And the one that she's mentioning lately, um, Greta Van Sweet. Okay, I haven't Have heard of her. No, what, what, what's, what's the, um, what's oh, the music? Oh, no, it's a band, oh, it's a band of guys from, um, I think they're from Michigan or somewhere, and they're mm -hmm. like brothers and they all get together. They're very Led Zeppelin sounding, but she brought that in one day, she was, you know, check, showing us all that, and we were checking it all out. So those guys rock like they just sound awesome. Um, so yeah. there's a bit of hope that rock and roll is coming back to life for the younger crowd. So we're finding that it seems like there's more interest in our sound um, than there was, I guess, previously. I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I'm so glad you say that because I think I certainly feel as though that this is only my experience. I'm 40 years of age and. Having been through the grunge revolution, which was really the first movement that I remember yeah. getting into first time, you know, when in the 1991, 1992, yep. whatever it was, and then then electronic, yeah, then electronic coming along, and then rock being dead, and then garage rock like Jet and the Vines being this thing, yeah, and then right. hip hop and urban music yep. becoming the big thing. And I'm really glad that someone that I'm interviewing, because I've done an enormous amount of interviews at this point, or I think I'm over 300 yep. at this point, and uh, there seems to be a consensus, especially with US artists, US and British artists in particular, it's really hard to be a rock and roll band. Um, yeah. You've got a diehard audience, but in terms of finding new fans, 
So your, your yeah. comment then is really heartening, actually, that you're getting some of the younger people coming to the gigs and they're responding in kind of the rock and roll that you guys play because you play that. Yeah, you know, I think it's, um, it's... I think either people... Like, I know the 90s is all cool at the moment and everyone's loving the grunge, but it's been done. And I think... I, I know the same for rock. Like, people will say the same thing, but I feel like there's more renewed interest in it, um, I guess, from the gigs that we've been doing lately. Um so I think it's also, you know, maybe younger people, their parents grew up listening to this music and, and mm. well, you know, the same the sounds that we like. So I guess maybe that's what bringing people back out from under their rocks. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit hard, you know, because there's always going to be the different scenes of music. There's always going to be the indie rock and, and so on. But, you know, I think rock and roll will endure. Yeah, I think so. I, I think it does. I think there's there's nothing quite like a full-on rock band like you guys when the amps are turned up, loud amps in your face as Jamie Jaster, the oh, podcast Oh, nothing like it. Yeah, it just gets you moving. You know, you, you sink back a few bevies, you know, um, and you just feel good about life, you know. Oh, definitely. I, I think with any anyone, if you're in a, a local music venue and as soon as you hear a guitar plugged in for an amp, you're drawn to it like a moth to a flame. Like, you just, there's some sort of magic about it that you just can't explain. What's the response been like to the EP? Has it been what you guys hoped, or is it yet to be released? Um, it's coming up this week. It's released okay. this, um, uh, hang on, let me think, Friday or Saturday. But we've got our EP launched this actual Saturday. So we've, re- we've had one single released off the EP, which is called Dark Paradise. And so far we've had some really good responses. We've had some really good reviews. Um, people love it when we play it live. Um, so we're, we're getting some really good feedback. And I think it's one of those songs that when we play it live, it just it brings that next level of energy for us. We sort of rock out a bit more and throw our hair around. And, yeah. You know, we, we love it all as a band. So we hope that everyone else enjoys it as much as we do. I noticed that about you guys from the YouTube clips that I've seen. There's a hell of a lot of energy up there on stage. You're a very engaging live performance outfit. So, is it? Do you, do you all just do you talk about it, or do you all just get up there and just do your thing? And that's that's what happens up on stage. Oh, we don't. Yeah, like we just get up and do it. Like we don't talk about like a pre-game plan. We don't we don't go right now. We're just gonna rock out in this song. We just do it. Yep. So. Um, but we always end up getting off stage real sweaty and our hair's a mess, but we don't care, like, we, we sound good, so, um, yeah, we love it. So, I think it's just, it's funny because we also pick up off the energy of the crowd, so if the crowd's really into it, it makes us extra amped and we just, you know, have a great time. Have you ever played in front of virtually nobody? Because I can, I can definitely say that I have, and they're <laughs> such tough gigs, aren't they? Oh, they are. Look, I think it happens sometimes that we do a couple of country shows. Um, so even when we've done heaps of promo and um, local advertising and stuff, you just find you go to some towns and it's, no one goes out. Like, yep. they just, no one goes to a gig. But, and it is a little bit disheartening, but I guess we all tend to see it as it doesn't matter if there's five people in the room or 50 or 100 we just go have a good time and we treat it as, you know, it's practice. It's still getting up there and, you know, perfecting what we do. Yeah, it's a good point. I know it's, I've always found those are the gigs where you pull out a few of the songs that you either don't like playing because somebody always makes a mistake or 
they're a yeah. song that doesn't quite vibe with all of the members of the band. You know, some songs are just a, they're just hard work, aren't they? Even if you've written them yourself. Oh, I know. But yeah, so it's always good to test out some songs that you know you, you just want to give them a go and see how they go. But um, yeah, not yeah. It, I mean, it's not always a bad thing. You know, it's just yeah. how you look at it. Perspective is everything, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. So have you got... Actually, I should ask you... I'll ask you this question now. I've spoken to a ton of artists from Perth, obviously, because I've, uh, Lee puts me in contact with so many of the artists uh, that is distributed by Firestarter, and, and I'm not making oh, it yeah. up. All are very, very good. Probably my favourite Australian artists are from Perth. What is... In your view, what's going on over there? Because... You've got a bloody strong scene. I mean, live, the bands, they look great when I'm looking at all of the uh, the live clips on YouTube, as I say, very engaging. You guys would have to be in about the top five rock bands that are treading the boards in Australia at the moment, in my view, based on... I mean, I haven't seen you, of course, oh, but just just from what I've seen on the YouTube <laughs> clips, I mean, as I say, I don't know how else to say it. It's very engaging. It, you, you wanna, you're a band that you'd look forward to going and seeing. You're very entertaining. You know, you look like you put on a really good show. But yeah, I understand the one bit of feedback I've been given is that there's a lot of camaraderie in the Perth scene. People are trying to help each other, and that definitely doesn't happen in some of the other major capitals in Australia. But what's your take on what's happening in Perth musically? Oh, yeah, I definitely agree with that sentiment. I think that um, you know a lot of us in the Perth music scene are friends with other people in other bands, and we've all played in lots of different bands around. So we all kind of really know each other. We're a bit of an extended of cousins, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that might sound wrong, but you know, it's that kind makes of, sense. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, but we all help each other out. Like, if there's a gig and we need another band, you know, we'll we'll call our mate in the other band and we'll get their, their band on board. And, and you know, so it's really good to have um, supportive, you know, bands in this side of the country. Um, but in saying that, like, there's always um, some people like to keep their opportunities to themselves and so on, and, and that's fair enough. Um, yep. But I think also because we're so isolated, you know, we're not just a short trip to Melbourne, you know, so I think we sort of make the best of what we got here. So that's probably one way I can explain it. Because we're so far away, we all sort of band together a bit more. Yeah, most isolated major capital in the world is Perth. And, yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> You know, and I know we're a connected universe yeah. these days, or well, maybe not universe, but a connected uh, globe these days. And that I just just earlier, about an hour before you talking to yourself, I was talking to a uh, a pair of artists from Stuttgart in Germany. And last night, actually this, this morning, I was talking to a, a a gent from Venezuela who's living in Los Angeles. And last night, I was talking to somebody from Italy who is in Italy. Uh, I think he was in Milan. He yeah. said, but I guess sorry, it's a roundabout way of making the point that. It does feel like we're a connected globe, but there's still that sense to your exact point that you made a moment ago that Melbourne isn't just down the road. You really do have to support each other and turn up to each other's gigs because you're physically isolated. Yeah, of course. I mean, we, we try and go to gigs when we're, not, when we're not gigging ourselves. We try and go to friends' gigs when we can. Yeah. Mm. What do, you, what do you hope this new EP does for you? I mean, the, the classic statement that I like to make, are you after Metallica or Kiss-style world domination or something a bit more down-to-earth? Ah. <laughs> oh, of course, world domination. That's, that's our game plan. <laughs> um, look, I think, I think we'd be super happy if we can, when we go on our tour, we'll get some new fans and people that really enjoy what we do. 
Um, you know, we're always scouting for opportunities, um, you know, looking for a manager and so on. So I think if, you know, if the right opportunity happens, we're always going to just jump on it. So um, I think, in a sense, we're all a bunch of go-getters. Um, we're not just going to sit on a bus and wait for something to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, indeed. You've got to put it out there, haven't you? And have, have you do you have a lot of... People reaching out to you from further afield than Australia, such as the States and Europe, getting into the band, finding you on YouTube, that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, always. Um, we always get some random comments on our YouTube um, channel from people in the States or, you know, somewhere in Europe. And, you know, so it's really nice to have people all over the world listening to us and, um, you know, finding that it's not, I guess, Australia is a bit of a different um, scene, but, you know, once once we get out there and we play, you know, we get some really good feedback after shows. We get people coming up to us and they always ask us um, when we're supporting another band that's touring. They'll say, are you girls from Perth or where are you from? Like, they think we're from interstate. And we're like, no, no, we're, we're local. Like, we just, mm. you know, from around. And, and they seem to think that we're on tour with these bands and we're not. So it's a great compliment because they think that we're good enough to be on tour with the touring bands that we play with. Yeah, well, you've got a few dates coming up. I'm just noticing here. I think I've got this right. So you've got, um, it's yeah, definitely the 2018 EP tour. So you're playing Perth, <laughs> Adelaide, Sydney, yep. Wollongong, but you're missing us out. What happened? <laughs> I know. Oh, look, I'd, I'd love to get up there, but I think we're going to end up doing that as a separate trip. So we're going to come back and do a couple of days. Um, yep. I mean, what do you recommend in what, in what order? How many, how many places should we get to in, say, three days? In, in, or like, I'm basically spread between the Gold Coast and Sunshine Coast. So um, yeah. for people who are listening who don't know where that is, okay, so Gold Coast is where it is. The uh, Sunshine is a bit south of Brisbane, I should say, sorry. But um, Sunshine yeah. Coast is about a, a bit further north from how far the Gold Coast north. is south yeah. of Brisbane. I, I think there's a lot of value in hitting all three Okay, so we're we're very, very lucky in Brisbane to have the Fortitude Valley Entertainment Precinct. Very fortunate because I think we're the only city in Australia to to have that. that. Yeah, look, you'd love it. You know, don't don't listen to the media's. We'll give you a call. (laughs) Yeah, do it. Seriously. I mean, look, Um, if I can, I I, I say it to a lot of bands in Perth, if I can help out in any way. I mean, look, Lee's very good as well. Lee Oliver, who hooked us up, you know. Um, yeah. With there, there are people out. There are people here that want bands to succeed just for the sake of wanting bands to succeed. Don't have any skin in the game outside of that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the Brisbane's got it going on. There's a lovely venue over at Kenmore called Retro Bar. That, and uh, apologies to the younger listeners, but tends to get a bit more of a mature crowd and because I'm 40 and I'm probably approaching that age, you know, wanting to sit down and watch a band but occasionally get up and rock out, it's an awesome venue yeah. for that. Really, like a like oh, feels cool. like a living room, you know. But you can't really beat the valley for energy, okay. But a lot of, a lot of the kids yeah. when they go out, the 18, 19, 20, so up to 25, shouldn't really call them kids but you know what my point is, they don't like to spend a lot of cash when they're actually getting into the venue, but God, they'll have enough money to go and get blasted on alcohol. So I'd, oh, I'd yeah. you have to sort of get my head around that part of it. You know, ten dollar cover charge? No, won't pay that. I don't really understand that, to be honest. Um, but yeah. they'll, they'll go and spend ten dollars on a craft beer. Um, oh, that's what happens here. The same same thing that happens here. Yeah, yeah. I don't really don't understand it. I mean, it's. Um, I think I think they think that 
because they're buying the beer that they should be able to get in for free. Um, but then the bands don't get paid because the venues don't pay the bands unless there's a cover charge. Yeah. That's just the way the world Depends works. It's not perfect. Are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, Sunshine oh, we'll Coast... To, we'll definitely you know. have to check it out. We'll come over and we'll do a little trip and we'll catch up with you in person or something. Yeah, no, I'd love it. Yeah, awesome band. You know, you've got a lot going for you. I just, you know, I, I just really hope that as many people you can reach as you deserve to, you genuinely deserve to, because it's it's music that uh, I'd love to see bands like you on. Um, I know it's not called Letterman anymore, but, you know, those late night talk shows in the States that a few of the Australian bands are managing to get in, get onto. Oh, Jimmy, uh, what, what's Fallon. his name? Jimmy uh, Fallon. Jimmy, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Fallon, yeah. 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 Um, I think Amy Amy Shark was on Jimmy Fallon recently. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I thought that was Gulf Coast Girl. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful accomplishment. Never, never met her, but you know, I'm supportive of every Aussie artist who's got ambition yeah. like what she does and like what you guys do. So, I mean, there's obviously a a conduit or a pathway to being able to do it, and she's not exactly a known known name in the US, so it's entirely feasible it could happen for you. <laughs> you know. Let's hope. <laughs> All right. So, if people right. if people want to get into your music, so you've got your Facebook page, tell us how else they can do it. So, iTunes, uh, Spotify, that sort of thing? Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music. Uh, you can come buy our CDs. <laughs> we'll, we'll mail one to you. So, even if you just email us on the Facebook page, um, we can definitely just, you know, send them out wherever they go. We, we send out... Um, CDs to the States all the time, so... Oh, cool. Yeah, so anyway, anyway that's digitally possible, you'll find our music as well. Wonderful. All right, that's it. Thanks so much for the uh, chat, Erin. It's been wonderful and uh, good luck with the, the tour that you're about to kick off and the launch of the excellent EP. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was my conversation with Erin Gooden. She's the bass guitarist in a band from Perth called Legs Electric. Thank you so much for listening.